All right, guys, welcome back to the Buck Fever podcast. You're here with Noah and Jake again this week. Uh, we do have some guests coming up in the works here. There's three or four guys that um, we're, we're going to be trying to get lined up here over the next couple of weeks to get through the summer. So we're going to have some more guests for you coming up, but it'll just be another quick one here today um, with me and Jake. And we got a couple of good topics here to talk about. First of all, we were able to get Jake out on the boat. What was it, last weekend or something, buddy? Two weekends ago, I think. Two weekends ago. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and we did a little bit of, a little bit of fishing. Um, how did you feel about that? Well, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, man, my wrist hurts really bad. It's because I haven't fished in so long. My, my wrist isn't used to reeling in. How long has it been? Oh, like on a boat, probably ten years. <laughs> and you, you usually, yeah, sooner than that, but right, doing more. That kind of fishing isn't like fishing at Optimus Park. No, <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Um, yeah, fishing for bass in northern, so pretty much casting and reeling the whole time, and sometimes reeling some heavier baits through some weeds, whatever. It'll it'll get to you. Um, what about the sun? Oh, that was pretty brutal. I mean, I got away unscathed for the most part. Face got a little burnt, had the raccoon eyes because I was wearing sunglasses and my hat backwards, so I had a funky tan line for a little bit. But uh, Gabby, I think, got the worst of it. Yeah, she she got it really bad. She was a trooper, though. She, she made yeah. it through. Um, well, it was weird because we were wearing sweatshirts and stuff in the morning and it was chilly and then all of a sudden just got hot out of nowhere so yeah it was weird i mean it was like really nice in the morning like you said like you could be in a sweatshirt and be totally comfortable it was perfect and that was without too much of a breeze so it wasn't like super choppy either it was just like perfect and then yeah like you said clouds kind of moved out of the way and it got really really brutal out there and um (laughs) the fishing wasn't really that great either if we're being honest no it's not like we didn't try we were all over the place yeah we scoured the lake um i think ben caught a decent sized bass average sized and that was really about it and we we tried a bunch of different things you know we had some um that possibly were bites that we missed possibly nothing yeah nothing super spectacular out there but it was just more of a go for fun kind of hang out sort of thing it wasn't any serious sort of fishing trip or anything but it was uh it was was a good day yeah i mean we were out there from like nine to uh, what two nine to three yeah something like that or maybe i was i don't even know we i bet you i casted 400 times it was a lot well, Maybe it, not that much. it seemed like a lot. It might have been that much. It was a lot. Well, if we can get in a on a good lake, better spot, um, better timing, will you go again with us? Oh yeah, for sure. All it was right. definitely fun. I like being out on the boat and stuff. Good, good. Yeah, it was a good time, and that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. We're going to be taking oh, off. That's right. You're going up there. Yeah, we're taking off the next couple of days heading up to the lake house um are you off tomorrow yeah lucky duck i know so i'm taking off the next couple days and we're gonna make the trek up there and 
kind of have a big uh, fishing weekend. So that should be, in all likelihood, the next video to come out, some fishing content from up north, which yeah, is always right. good. You know, we always catch plenty of fish, and I've heard that I've heard some good things coming out of that lake this year. Um, some of the northerns, I guess, are getting pretty big, and they're catching a lot of them. So oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good to hear, but we'll be uh, we'll be back with that, I guess, next week. No, the week after we'll have that video coming out. So stay tuned for that. We're not done fishing yet this year, but as much as you know, we love doing that to kind of pass through the summertime, it's still really, I think every day we're pretty much thinking about deer hunting. Um, and I know when it comes to trail cams and stuff like that, it just totally, it, it really makes it a daily thing because you're getting pictures all the time, right? It's bad. Like um, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is look at my phone and see what, like what pictures we have or if anything new came through, like don't even check anything else. It's the first thing I go to. Right. Yeah. And I get, do you get like a little preview well, it's, so mine comes through iMessage, which is ba- and they basically just come like a picture. So like if I sent you a picture, I mean you could, you know, like show your face and then it'll show you the message type thing. Yep. See that it's a picture, but it, I don't know. It's hard to make out. Like if it was a buck up close, I'd be able to see it and make it out. But I just half the time I just go so quick and click on it, I don't even look. <laughs> I know with our spy points, we get little like previews and so when i wake up and all i see is does i'm like all right yeah i'll go check it out scroll through whatever but that night or that morning that i wake up and i see a buck's been there overnight it's like oh boy yeah i'm going to that first thing for sure it's pretty bad i think all of ours are dying though because we got to put our solar panels up and we're just getting tons of pictures right now so it's just eating the batteries so that's what we're doing this weekend we ordered all those solar panels so we're gonna throw them up there and pour some concrete for the guy and then we're also going to try and plant so i might are you you got any gopros or anything and you're are you swinging through town because i might need some it's not no big deal um yeah i mean i i'm not going to be swinging back through town i don't think but i found our third one again yes where was it well here's the deal i had it the whole time okay but you know how Eli's got his GoPro, right? Yeah. And he puts, like, the the thing around the outside with the microphone and the protective case yep. and the big lens on it? Yep. Well, he put all that on one of our GoPros. Oh. So I just assumed that that was his GoPro until I took it out of all of that and saw that it was a GoPro Hero 9, and I don't think his is a 9. I'm pretty positive his was a little bit older. Oh, that's funny. So I'll have to check with him, but I think that that's our GoPro. So I think I found it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I knew we didn't lose it again. No, we couldn't have lost it again. So <laughs> I I think that that's our GoPro, so I guess that's good. But, yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to be swinging back through. But it sounds like you've got quite a bit of stuff going on this weekend. Kind of, yeah. Well, I got to work now on Saturday morning, but I'll probably go up after for sure. I'm not working too long, so. Are you planting everything? I don't know. I 
I don't really know if I want to go up there next weekend. I kind of want to let it settle down after we plant for a while because I've been up there quite a bit. But I might see if we want to plant this weekend, and we'll. See. I don't know. I don't. I just gotta rip them up one more time, more like just disc them so they're ready, and then we're gonna plant and you drag. We drag them, and that's pretty much it for us. And hope for rain, but the problem is, if you look at the forecast, it's like no rain at all in 90 degrees. So right. Next week, yeah, 88, 92, 93, it's like kind of hard to plant when you got that much rain coming through. So I don't know, either this weekend or next weekend. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously with us going to the lake this weekend, we're not going to be planting. Um, but my grandpa was out a couple days ago getting them cut up one more time. So I think he's going to till it probably when we get back from the lake and then – That'll give it a few days to sit, and then we'll probably try to plant that following weekend. I think it's like the 28th or something. Um, yeah, 29th. 30th yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah, 29th and 30th right there at, at the end of July. That's what we're shooting for, and hopefully there's a little bit of rain in the forecast by then because we're going to try and get everything planted, get some fertilizer out, go through all that, and then I think in another three to four weeks after that, we're going to fertilize it again and then um, top dress our, our peas and oats with rye grain to add a little bit of extra oh. into the winter. So that'll be nice. Yeah. So we'll probably try and get back um, at the end of August, give or take, and then hopefully give it three solid weeks, maybe four before opening day and call it good. Yeah, we're going to for sure got to get that corn in. Uh, it's getting late, but I don't really care. I want to try it. And uh, the other plots, I'm a little, I don't know, if there's no rain, it's kind of hard for me to go out there and plant, but I don't want to wait too long because, you know, season will be here in, a, like, what, two months? Maybe after two months? Yeah, it's, it's always tough, but that rain is just so important, especially when you're planting you know, any of the brassicas or peas and oats or things like that, you've got to have that rain. Right. So it definitely makes it tough, but we'll just have to do our best, I guess. Are you seeing on your trail cameras any any contenders showing up yet? Uh, we got some good candidates. I don't know how. There, there's some decent ones. We got some time left. Uh, I can send you some pictures quick. There's probably there's one for sure that I would think is gonna be a shooter, and then there's some some debatable ones, but it's also early, so. Yeah, I know we haven't really seen too many bucks showing up so far, which you know they say is a good thing. Um, I looked back through our pictures from last year, and I noticed that really the the shooter bucks that we had throughout the season didn't start showing up until like july 20 something um so it's the 19th as we're shooting this so we're coming up on that time but i'm not going to get too worried about it until august starts to roll around and and then we'll see um we had one back in may or june early june i think that looked like it was going to be a good one and then we had one show up a couple nights ago that I think is going to be pretty decent. I, I can't quite tell yet. It was just at night. And we only got two pictures of them. Neither one was really great, 
It kind of looks like it might be a two and a half, but it also looks like it might be Rose from last year, in which case he would be a three and a half. So I don't know. So what what are the pictures I'm looking at here that you sent me? Um, well, there's that one that's a 10. That one's probably the contender. He's in the right corner. I don't know. He's got a lot to do yet, but a lot of time. And there's those two wider ones. I don't know. That one in the dark looking head on, he's pretty wide already, so Yeah, right. Yeah, that ten, he he looks good. Do you recognize that deer? No, Does it mean he couldn't have been an eight last year, you know? Right. Well, actually, um I found that matching set laying in the two acre uh was that a 10 i don't know they were laying right next to each other what when, when, when was that I don't that was a 10 i mean that's him it could be yeah it, it, he's got some good uh i'm looking at that picture right now i bet you that is him huh that's pretty funny well that's good to know that he's kind of sticking around in the area then yeah, assuming that's him, which is there's a pretty good chance it is, but hopefully if I kill him this year, then uh, we can just look right at the, the sheds. Right? Are you seeing a lot of does showing up still? Oh, gosh, tons of them. Tons of does and tons of fawns. You could go sit at this one stand and probably shoot a doe any time of the day. Jeez. I mean, they're there all the time. Yeah, I know you always try and shoot a bunch of them, and then sometimes you're like, man, we shot a lot of does. I don't know if this is going to be good. And then we had a lot die over the winter, but then every now and then we'll go driving around out there and we'll see no less than a 1,000 deer. And then you're like, yeah, I don't feel so bad anymore. we got to keep getting rid of them. Yeah, well, it's just like they just get revived again. It's just <laughs> This year, is, there's a ton of fawns, which is kind of rare. I mean, you, I mean, we have fawns, but this year there's like groups of three and lots of twos. Usually, it's like twos and ones, but there's a lot of fawns around, which is good. We've got one doe that must be, I don't know, 14 years old. That what? she has a pair of fawns every single year, for as long as I have hunted this property. She has a pair of fawns and hangs out there all summer, every single year. How do you know it's her? I'm just guessing, but it seems like her. Well, that's a fair statement. She never leaves. She's there year-round. Oh, So it okay. just seems like it. It's not like she leaves at a certain point. Cause she's just, like, always there. So it just seems like that would be her because she'll keep the kids even once they – lose their spots, you know, and they go on through the season, they're still going to travel in a pack of three. Right. So she, I, I don't know. It seems like it's her. I mean, maybe it's just different fawns throughout, or different does throughout the years that always have a pair of fawns. I don't know, but there's just. Uh, I wouldn't tell because if she doesn't have a reason to leave, she's not going to leave. So. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, she's producing more more deer for us, I guess, but kind of want to turn over a new leaf at a certain point and get some other does in there. Well, they say that 
got um, if the mom has a I don't know how true this is, but if the mom has in a buck fawn, the buck will leave if the mom's still alive or you know around because they don't want to breed with their mom, which it makes sense. But would they be? Able to, I don't know. I think they should would be able to tell that you know that it's their mom, but. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's just a scent thing they can tell. Or maybe they can't tell and that's why they leave because they're like, I'm not going to be able to tell, but I don't want to do it, so I got to leave so that it doesn't happen on accident. Right, that's just what heard. I've heard it too, so. and I mean, it makes sense. So there's got to be some way that they can figure that out. And yeah, yeah I've had that, that internal... Um, thought process going on too but it's kind of hard to kind of hard to shoot a doe if her fawns are still around with it so you kind of have to wait at least i don't know you almost got to wait till gun season when they lose their spots and they're growing up and they're going to be fine <laughs> yeah i wish i could say same <laughs> yeah it doesn't always happen but it is what it is they always find another one, which sounds sad, but it's not like they they get orphaned or something like that. Right. Well, it's something I think we should all maybe talk about because I've, I've had this thought too, and I think it could be a good podcast topic, but I just, I don't think that deer necessarily care about each other in the way that humans care about each other. There's yeah, just, you... there's like, there's very little evidence to suggest that deer like, have the same feelings about their siblings or parents or offspring as humans do like bucks make kids and they're not around for it. They don't care. You know, bucks will breed every doe in the area. They don't like bucks don't feel any connection to any other deer and even does and fawns. I, I, I don't, I mean, when fawns are young, obviously they're relying on the doe to take care of them and help them survive but i don't i think that that's just the the doe that helps them survive i don't think they think of that as like their mom right so i don't know i think we put more emotion into it than the deer actually feel but i i don't know i don't know how we would figure that out either but um are you doing any like scouting driving around at all this summer uh i haven't yet oh i forgot to tell you this on the way home from Alabama this weekend, I saw the biggest deer ever in my life off the highway in Milwaukee. No way. Yeah, right over by, I think it's Kenosha, and they're coming off, or like coming from Illinois, Chicago area. Yeah. Yeah, dude, just three bucks out in this field, right by a oak tree. Biggest deer I've ever seen. Well, did you, did you mark it on Onyx? I was driving like 80 miles an hour, and I was, I couldn't really grab on my phone. Was Terry around? He was, but I didn't really think of it. Oh, my god! I bet gosh. you I could find it. No, if I find the road, I could find it because there's only one tree on that road. There's only on the one highway. tree. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, go and find it, and let's drive back there someday and, and find that buck. Dude, it was a stud. There's some big ones like, in this. Massive. Yeah, like the the southwestern side of Wisconsin gets a lot of clout because there are some really giant deer over there. But the southeastern side, too, you, you don't want to sleep on it. There's some giants yeah. over by Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. And this was a suburb. and Uh-huh. Well, kind of, but it's just 
it's huge. Yeah, it it can be unbelievable what they can produce out here. I know we've seen we we've driven around a little bit and we've spotted some that are pretty nice bucks. Um it, it's kind of a <clears throat> kind of a a game to figure out which route to take and like what time to do it all it can be a little bit challenging to really maximize depending upon what you're really trying to look for you know right that's kind of getting back to your question um we obviously do obviously scout um over by where i hunt you know i went up there a few times that night and you know you get a nice friday night when the sun's out it's just uh pretty pretty good time to be out there we obviously um target lots and lots of skiing fields or alfalfa or clover or whatever they got out there which isn't really prominent by us i wouldn't say i mean it's mostly corn and beans you got your occasional hay field but the beans is just it's insane and noah's saying like he wasn't really joking about a thousand deer a night like that's not really uncommon to see that many deer if we drive around for two hours or an hour you know right at that prime time from six to seven thirty when they're out is it there's a lot of deer and uh you've seen some really really good ones which obviously gets the blood pumping and they don't even they're not even that close to our property they could be five ten miles away but we do see some good ones too around by us, but just seeing those deer and seeing how big they can get is what really drives you and keeps you going, honestly. Yeah, for sure. So do you usually drive around looking more like for fun or do you try and hone in on your core area there? Like maybe a, a mile in each direction to try and figure out what the bucks look like in that area specifically. Well, I don't, well, I would say a little of both. Mostly don't spend too much time driving around by us just because, you know, we got all those trail cameras out, so it's kind of like we kind of know what's around there. And if there's anything within a few miles that, and it comes by, we'd probably see it or it will make its way in there. So we'll, we'll venture out just because I guess it depends. If, we, if we're not seeing much, we'll stick around or go sit out in the gun stand. But if we know what's around, I like to go around 5, 10 miles in that area and just – see some absolute studs i mean last year we saw some big deer yeah we did uh, yeah that, that's pretty fun to me i not even knowing that we can't hunt them but just a chance like yeah maybe they'll make it over i mean deer will do anything that's five miles really isn't that much i guess for a deer so yeah it's fun just to see that they exist and just that they're out there for sure but like if you yeah. saw one this year start popping up that like really caught your attention and was really big on your trail cameras would you take any time at all to sit in a gun stand or like just sit, drive, drive around maybe in that area and try and really figure them out beyond the, the trail cameras? Yeah, I thought about that. If we do, um, I guess it depends how consistent he is. Like, you know, if he's on there every day, I'm probably not going to go sit in the stand just cause I don't need to bump him already. But if he's, you know, every twice a week or, once a week or something like that I'll, i'd probably go around and drive around and see see which properties if he's hanging out at the neighbors or if he just comes our way every day or the same he comes like every wednesday or well not that that matters but like you know once a week every week type of thing right because i think the early season is just the best time to try to really get them locked down in a pattern and, oh, for sure. you know, they when they're out in those fields, they can just be so visible. So if you kind of figured out 
where they were coming from or going to. You could kind of figure that out before the season even starts. I think it really gives you an advantage going into the season then. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, we stop and look at turkeys or deer, and they run. But for some reason in the summer, I feel like they don't. Like, we got, you know, we pulled up, and that one time we were sitting there looking for, like, 20 minutes just sitting on the side of the road with deer on both sides of us, and they didn't care at all. Yeah, for some reason, like you said, in the summertime, they just seem like they're less bothered by it. I don't know, like – because, like you said, when you are driving around, it, it's like when you slow down, that's what gets them. Yeah, right. Like, if you just drove by at full speed, they don't care. But if you slow down, that's the thing that they're like, hey, wait a minute. And then they just take off. But in the summertime, just driving around here, even if we're not looking for deer, we're just, like, driving to go out to eat or something. And we see a deer on the side of the road. We can literally stop, roll down the window, and, like, talk to it. And it'll just look at us and won't move. Yeah, it's weird. Like, they don't care in the summer. And then as soon as September hits, they know. They're like, oh, yeah, we should probably go run. Yeah, I don't know if they just feel the pressure so much that then they just decide they're going to run from anything and everything just to be safe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I'm glad that they don't run. Yeah, right? Makes it a little bit easier to look at them. Yeah, I don't know. we've, We've got one over here that supposedly is a piebald that is really big was really big last year and supposedly made it through i haven't seen him yet but i've heard some stories about him and potentially kind of the area that he's in so we might have to try and go looking for him at at some point see if we can get on him that sort of thing is kind of well remember we still we had one by us we saw him you didn't i did it was just that it was a not a buck or it was i think it was just a a year and a half doe but we did lay eyes on him that one time at least i did yeah i know well you did you have it on camera or did you just see it well you had the remember i never had it on our show cameras but okay uh, that's when we were driving around that one time and we seen him but I do want to go see if we can see that fireball block. I think that would be sweet. Yeah, he's got like I saw a picture of him. Maybe it's just one off the internet. I don't know, but if it's him, he's got <laughs> super dark chocolatey antlers, and I mean now he'd be in velvet, so that'd be a really really cool buck. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how it's all gonna shake out, but after the fishing video, maybe we could try and work out something like that to get a scouting video out again this year. I know last year our scouting video was pretty legit. We saw some really, really, really nice bucks on that trip. Right. So if, if that's something that anybody's got any interest in checking out, I would definitely recommend that one. Cause like you said, it just kind of gets the blood pumping, you know, we're still trying to get through July here, but, um, you know, it's with the trail camera pictures coming through and everything. It's like, it's it's go time, man. We're we're excited. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait. I think about it every day and try and strategize and watch videos and figure out, you know, take in all the information I can so that we're gonna be ready for it on on opening day and then when that rolls around we're going to be in the woods just about as much as we possibly can be 
Yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> I know. Well, I think uh, that's a, a good half hour there. We can wrap this one up. Um, we had a, a video come out this week on how to set up a mock scrape. Um, that's a, a good video to watch. It's something that is pretty easy to do, and you really should do it. Um, you know, the, people will say you should have one at every stand. Um, we don't have that, but we have a couple of them out and about. And, um, you know, it, it's something that for the longest time we, we just thought like, man, how could this possibly work? You know, I just don't get it. It just seems like a, any old stick hanging out in the woods, but it, it really does. Um, it, it really works. You're going to get a lot of good pictures on your trail cameras if you set these up. Um, and it can give you some easier shots at, at deer in your tree stands um, if you have them set up properly. And, and that's really the key. Um, if you don't know how to set it up or you watch a video, but it's not super detailed on, on how to do it, this one is a little bit more detailed without being too long. So it, it's just got some good things to think about, some good tips in there. Um, so you should definitely check that one out if you haven't already. And we've got some other stuff coming up in the works. I know we've been talking a lot about new merch, um, some stuff that's beyond our, our logos, um, some really exciting artwork and, and other types of things that are going to be coming out here. Um, there's possibly some some other hat stuff that, that could be in the works, some new developments with that. So just a lot of exciting stuff coming up here for the rest of the summer. And then it's going to be deer season before you know it. So we're just going to keep putting out this content. Like I said, we're going to try and get a couple of a guests lined up here for the rest of the summer. Um, try and keep it interesting, get some other perspectives, some other topics. So I think that'll be really cool. Um, keep an eye out for a fishing video to come up. Should be pretty exciting. And who knows after that. So um, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. And we will see you guys next time.